Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. NBA All-Star Weekend is underway in Indianapolis, Indiana. We are underway here as well. Amber and Ian presented by Progressive Insurance. Matt Jones filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. The NBA Rising Stars will be on ESPN Radio tonight. That means we're hopping off air a little bit early. Coverage will begin at 9 p.m. Eastern. So let's bring in somebody who's on that call. Mark Kestisher, ESPN Radio play-by-play announcer. And Kesty, thanks so much for your time. So the first real event here that's going to feature active NBA players is the Rising Star Challenge tonight. Tell us how this thing works now, because I know they've changed the format a few times. <laughs> well, first of all, good to be on with you, and I'm so sad uh, for you that I've taken, uh, I've stolen an hour of your talk show tonight. <laughs> but this is this is always fun for us. I, I would prefer, obviously, Phoenix, Los Angeles, and Miami, and that's the list. I think I've said that for many years as we've made our way through. I love Cleveland, one of my favorite towns. Salt Lake City was great last year. It has been snowing all day here in Indy, uh, so a little chilly. But to answer your question, uh, first and second year players, they changed up the format about three years ago uh, to try to make it more competitive. And there's uh, four teams of seven players. There's one team that's all G League players. And uh, we have two semifinals to start. We've got four legendary honorary coaches. And the two winners will play for a championship. And if Team Pau uh, for Pau Gasol doesn't win, uh, it will be an upset because they not only have Victor Wembanyama, the number one pick, they have Brandon Miller of the Hornets, the number two pick. Uh, they've got Jaime Jaquez, who's turned out to be a terrific pick by the Miami Heat. And watching warm up, uh, Brandon Pajemski, who many people probably couldn't have picked out of a lineup a few months ago and now is a regular with the Golden State Warriors and having a great rookie season. They are a loaded team coming into tonight's action. That's all nice, Kesty, but you just said something that is a complete and total lie, that Cleveland is one of your favorite cities. I, I don't believe there for that. for three years. I, have I don't to believe love that. I don't think that. I've ever I think heard it. Has no one literally said that on broadcast radio? Literally, no. There are people literally who helped found the city of Cleveland. Even Bone Thugs and Harmony doesn't say that. So I'm going to need you to not lie to the good people of America over the airwaves. Short story. Matt, I, I took my wife out to Cleveland in July. Beautiful sun setting at 10. I'm getting a job there, 10 p.m. Pink skies. Lake Erie looks beautiful. We moved the whole family. And then the first weekend of October, there was five feet of snow on the ground. And she said, where the heck did you move me to? But lovely city between May and August. See, that's, that's the move, though. You bring her there <laughs> before the Those are a beautiful starts. four months, May through August. That's what everybody wants to be in Cleveland is right in the heat of July. Great she people, the- some of the finest people on earth. I'm Thank sure. you, Donald. She's none the wiser, though. Uh, you introduced <laughs> her to it at the right time. Mark Hestisher joining us here on Amber and Ian. Matt Jones filling in for Ian tonight. Uh, when are your reservations at St. Elmo? <laughs> I think they're standing every night. Uh, my uh, my flight got delayed into Indy last night, so I already missed uh, a great outing at Mama Corolla's just outside of town. Uh, but PJ's sitting next to me, and I'm sure uh, we will get there before long. I think this might be the easiest of the three nights, uh, you know, probably done about 1030 Eastern time. Let me let me ask you a question about this All Star Game because look, I, I, you know, I, 
I want to like the All-Star game. I really do. I want to care about it. I mean, there's no sport that's seen the best stars on the court at the same time is not more exhilarating than the NBA, which produces more stars than any other sport. At the same time, I find it awful to watch. There's no defense. There, it, I know the NBA is trying to make that better. Is there any reason to think it will be better this year? Um... I wish I could give you lots of hope. We are going back to the traditional four-quarter format in Eastern and Western conferences. I liked the target score. I thought that made it interesting. It guaranteed, uh, you know, there wouldn't be, you know, fouling late, you know, 10-point lead, whatever. You had a game-winning hoop most times. I think we had a game-winning free throw the first time in Chicago. I think you come into this in this day and age and, and where we've come in the last, I'd say, probably 15 years is you hope for close game in the fourth quarter with about five minutes to go. Now, that doesn't answer your question because you, you would like to service the entire window and uh, have games that we may, those of us from a certain age, may remember how games were contested uh, in all different sports, whether it was baseball uh, onto the NBA. I don't know how they make it better. I, I, I was taken with the uh, in-season tournament that the players bought into. Now, again, those That worked. I mean, those I thought that worked. It did. It? And, and so my point would be, I don't know if we have to give them half a million dollars each to the winning team of the All-Star game, but that's kind of where I'm leading. Maybe that gets you, uh, you know, a more competitive situation. Seems to be a problem in all of the sports uh, in this type of iteration of celebrating the biggest. Baseball stars. still plays though, like because you yeah. can't help it. You, I mean, you can't. Right. I mean, you have to try. Like or you'll strike out. With, with, it, it, I'd say home runs and strikeouts. You know, uh, the, like eighteen pitchers come in and throw ninety-seven. <laughs> That's Nobody true. Get yes. a hit. It's like one to yeah. nothing. But you're right. It does play. It lends more of all of all these uh, all-star games. What's your favorite part of All-Star Weekend, Kesty? I, you know, I keep saying, Amber, it's the three-point contest. I we, had a, we had a great dunk contest last year. It kind of came out of nowhere, and I'm hoping Mac McClung can do some more crazy things uh, you know, tomorrow night as he looks to defend. And we'll see Jalen Brown, which is nice to have a, you know, an actual star in the uh, dunk contest. Uh, but I think three-point just lends itself. You know, 70 seconds, this game has turned in uh, to a perimeter shooting league, and the best shooters – you know, all across the NBA are taking part of it. And then you add uh, Curry and Sabrina after the three-point contest on a glass floor with LED lights. Anyone who's had a chance to watch uh, the celebrity game over on ESPN television tonight has already seen it. I saw some mock-ups of it. Looks interesting. We'll be in a football stadium. But uh, three-point contest for me. And to call it. You know, radio play-by-play of the dunk and of the skills competition can be challenging. Uh, but the closest thing to actual basketball broadcasting, even though you're calling 300 three-point shots as a three-point contest. That's interesting. I, I've never thought about the dunk contest on radio. <laughs> and he jumps and he spins. That was well, great. It's uh, amazing, Matt, because we had some great uh, in the lineage of ESPN radio uh, play-by-play for NBA, some great callers who did a great job describing dunks. And I remember being uh, the all-star host maybe 15 years ago in Dallas, and a dunk contest broke out at halftime of a game. And uh, my boss at the time just said, start calling it. And I realized this is not as easy it's as not those easy. guys made it sound. Can I give you something to watch for on the dunk contest, though? Please. Ain't no stopping Jacob Toppin, former Kentucky Wildcat. The dude, I don't know how good he'll be at that format, but the dude is like 6'10", and can and can throw down. Now it's I'm not. I don't think family. he'll beat Mac McClung, but I'm telling you, 
Don't don't sleep on ain't no stopping Jacob Top. Well, Obi is bro won the dunk contest two years ago, and their father was a uh, playground legend in Brooklyn yes. in New York City, who was a high flyer. So it's in the genes. That's exactly right. You'll like him. He's, I'm surprised he's in the NBA, Amber. I didn't think he was that good a player, but he will make a show tomorrow night in the dunk contest. Of course, you would be advocating there uh, for the dude from Kentucky. From Kentucky. Kentucky. That's exactly of course, right. Of course. Always have to get it in. Kessie joining us. Let's talk some regular hoops that here before we get you out of here. The Bucks come into this thing under Doc Rivers. You're going to have Dame and Giannis starting in the all-star game, but in the regular season, not going quite as well for them. They're three and seven since Doc took over that team. What have you made of the tenure of Doc Rivers so far as the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks? Yeah, it's making for a very awkward weekend, isn't it? We'll have a chance to meet with Doc on uh, on Sunday. Uh, look, doesn't look great as we sit here at the all-star break, uh, especially, you know, last night against a, a Memphis team that is so depleted. Um, look, they're solving some of the problems. If I could find the silver linings for my Bucks fans out there in Milwaukee, they're, they're solving some of the problems on the defensive end. And now, you know, for a team that, you know, didn't have any trouble on the offensive end, I think late game execution, um, you know, Giannis and Lillard, I didn't think it would take two thirds of a season for them to kind of gel. And it really hasn't been there yet. Uh, and despite all the tumult and the three and seven, you know, they're still sitting third in the East with you know, 25 or so games to go. I still think they could figure it out. Uh, they clearly have the talent to do that. But uh, as each loss mounts and, you know, a little bit of pressure starts to mount as well, don't know what direction that's going to go in. And, and they're the biggest question mark to me, along with Philly and when Embiid, if and when he comes back from injury. You know, two teams that have the talent, but, you know, what are they going to do once we get to the uh, postseason? Guess I'll finish with this. Again, Amber loves when I mention Kentucky, but there's a dude named Shea Alexander that plays for Oklahoma City, and I feel like it's the best team that, unless you're an NBA nerd, you don't even know how good they are. Do you think they have a shot when all is said and done to actually pull through in the West? I think they have a shot to go deep. I think I told somebody today, if you drop the Oklahoma City Thunder in a mall in your town, outside of Chet Holmgren, you'd have no idea who any I of would know are. Shea Alexander and you Kayson Wallace, can't you? Uh, you got Shea and you got Kayson, and Jalen Williams is going to turn out to be He's one great. of the better picks that yep. were made in the draft last year. They're tremendously talented. Um, the only question is youth, you know, going through it the first time. But, you know, sometimes when you don't know, that's not a bad thing. Uh, you know, the Clippers might be the best in the West at the All-Star break. Minnesota's had a nice run coming in. Uh, and we'll see if you know Denver gets it together. And, and, and the Phoenix Suns have been terrific for the last four weeks. So there are teams out there that have been through the rigors that might have that advantage on OKC. But, you know, they're making the right leaps. If I'm a Thunder fan, you know, play in to top four seed. Maybe they make a run deep, and maybe their time's next year. But uh, they're exciting to watch, and I, I would not uh, bet against them going deep. A lot of fun second-half storylines headed our way. Mark Kestesher, he is hopping on air here on ESPN Radio right as we hop off air. The NBA Rising Stars will be here 9 p.m. Eastern. Thanks, Kesty. Good to be on with you guys. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian with Matt Jones filling in for Ian tonight. I might be starting to come around on this whole Steph versus Sabrina thing. We'll get into that next here on ESPN Radio.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Battle of the sexes will happen this weekend. During NBA All-Star Weekend, we will get Steph Curry and Sabrina Inescu going head-to-head in a three-point shootout. Amber and Ian on with you, except for it's Matt Jones in tonight for Ian Fitzsimmons. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial makes insurance flexes to fit your business's needs. From quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options, Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Before we get to the three-point shootout, Matt has some breaking news. That's right. Uh, This news comes in from the PGA Tour. They have disqualified Amber. This is one of the stupidest things next to the fact that we still use uh, chains to measure first downs in football. This is the stupidest rule in sports. They have disqualified Jordan Spieth for signing an incorrect scorecard. He signed for a three when he actually made a four. It is 2024. Every shot is on TV. Every shot we have electronically calculated, and we still make these dudes fill out scorecards with a little pencil, and if it's not correct, they're disqualified. It's ridiculous. Every time I play golf, every single time, my biggest struggle, struggle, and obviously I have plenty on the course, but I think my biggest struggle with the game is remembering to write down my score on the yes. damn scorecard. I will be three holes later like, what What did I get back there on nine? I, I don't It's remember. not like we're playing on an abandoned field in Nebraska. There are people at every hole. Why does Jordan Spieth need to write it down on his little scorecard in the squares? It's dumb. Why is it the golfer writing it down also? Why isn't it the I caddy agree. writing it down? Wouldn't we don't make in the NBA. One? Steph doesn't have to add his three points when he makes right. it. Like, you know, why do they yes, have to they're do not, it? Yes, you're right. They're not walking over during timeouts and, and doing their own stat lines. <laughs> yeah, That's absurd. It's, it's truly. And in NBA games, I mean, it's old school that in NBA games, they still print out the stat sheet. <laughs> For yeah. the media, every single quarter in an NBA game on paper. I mean, that's even old school because we all can fire it up on our devices. So there's no reason, frankly, to even do that. But this is archaic. This is caveman stuff. You are absolutely right. That's ridiculous that it's actually affecting the eligibility of a player. He's out of the tournament. Game. Out of the that's, tournament. That is just, that's beyond stupid. Like Cam said, like Cam said in here, can you imagine betting on Spieth? Oh, good, Dury. I would be and livid. Now, and now he's disqualified oh, yeah. for 
for not well, you know, many years ago a in three the, instead of a four? Oh yeah, my God. that's in terrible. The, a guy lost the U.S. Open once on this. I can't remember who it is what? off the top of my head. But the U.S. Open, like in the 50s or 60s, a guy lost uh, on signing an incorrect scorecard. Ooh. I don't remember who it was. was but he, it did I, I would – I would understand it if they're trying to cheat. You know, if there's some yes. semblance of, okay, you're trying to get away with putting the wrong score on the scorecard. I don't think anybody believes that's what's happening here with Jordan Speed. So what Roberto DiVincenzo uh, lost the 1967 uh, Open. Wow. Wow. Can you imagine if that happened in 2024? <laughs> I, it, I yes. mean, there would be, there would no. be a revolt. There'd be some hot takes. Goodness me, oh my. All right, well, golf is archaic, but I'm not sure we're all shocked by that breaking news. The news that maybe was more shocking to people was this news that we got that Steph Curry and Sabrina Inescu were going to go head-to-head in a three-point shootout. So we get our own version of the Battle of the Sexes basketball style. And initially, Matt, when this news came out, I was uncomfortable with the whole thing. And I know it's been a rare take, frankly. And I guess maybe it's it's just me being a woman, I don't know. I kind of felt like Sabrina had like all of womankind on her shoulders and it was a lot of pressure because if she loses, I know misogyny guy is going to make an appearance and he's like, see, women can't play basketball. And I was thinking, what does it matter? Why does she need to do this? Why does she need to take on the men's three-point champ? Because by the way, in her own WNBA three-point contest, she beat Steph's record even. So she holds the record. She has beat him. She has already beat the record essentially in her own way, in her own sport. So why does she need to prove now that she can do it against the man in real life? I don't know. The whole thing to me, just I just felt like their greatness can be their greatness without them having to challenge each other, but I'm softening on this a bit. And now I find myself looking forward to it more being less nervous about it. Now looking more forward to it. I I actually, I I get, I I agree with you. I always hate when there's like a great women's player in a sport and people go, well, how would they do against the men? Or would they beat a college team or all this stuff? I hate that stuff. Why does it matter? Because I agree with you. Just appreciate. Yeah. Appreciate (laughs) the greatness for what it is. is. But what I like about this is I think because it's three point shooting and because it is a person like Steph, who I think everybody sees as a kind soul. And because Sabrina has in part due to her sneaker, in addition to her talent kind of crossed over, there are men buying her sneaker right now, which is not something that has happened a lot. I think that that makes it cool. And I don't think it will be, it would take an idiot to look at the winner of one three-point contest and say it says something about men versus women in sports. It's a one-time contest. So I am looking forward to it, and I think if you were going to pick two people, these are the perfect two people because they will both handle it. Sabrina will step up and do a great job, and Steph will handle whatever happens with Grace. So I think it's actually – I'm actually looking forward to it too – And I think it's actually going to be a positive thing. Well, and she chose this. I don't want to make it sound like Steph was out of line for challenging her or something like that. Like she chose it. She challenged him immediately on Twitter when she broke his record and he tweeted out back then that was ridiculous or something of that nature. And she wrote back, you know, shootout question mark, I believe was the exchange. And so she is the one who initially, initially, frankly, even kind of threw this out there. And now it comes into fruition here in 2024 in, in a very fun way. And what I hope is such a fun way, I guess 
I just hope it's fun for everybody. Because you're right. It should just be fun. I mean, we should be you able to like do my these mom. things. My mom, when my mom watches sports, she hopes everyone is having everyone fun. And that's what fun. Amber, Amber like looks at the game and goes, I just hope all of you have fun <laughs> and it's a good time for everybody. I just want everyone to enjoy themselves. You just want everyone There's to no have fun. There's no winners or losers. Everyone just needs to have fun. This is a great moment, though, because. It's the journey. Because Caitlin Clark has made it to where women's basketball is in the mainstream of conversation in a way that it has not happened a lot. But I want people, and I think anyone who who likes the sport of basketball, wants people to realize she's not the only person that plays basketball, right? right? Like, she's not the only person that's really good. And this will give another player a chance at a spotlight you and I are talking about it if Steph was shooting against Jalen Brown we wouldn't be talking about it so I actually think it'll be a good thing for for women's basketball and for the WNBA uh, to kind of play off a little bit of what we're seeing in college with Caitlin now what happens if Steph goes out there and whoops her butt though is that still good? I don't know. It, it, like it that's, happens. I mean, I it happens. So. That's part of competition. Sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. And, you know, whoever wins the three-point contest tomorrow night doesn't mean they're the best three-point shooter in the world. It means they won the contest tomorrow right. night. Right. Like, no, so I, not by any means. But I, th- yeah. I guess that's where – and it shouldn't be. Like, and she's a competitor. I'm obviously not. I mean, I'm not competitive. This is why I, I never was an athlete, right? Stop I don't it. have that. What do you mean you're not competitive? I'm of not – Of course you're I'm competitive. I'm not really – well, I'm competitive Stop. maybe in this business a little bit, but exactly. I'm not competitive. So you're competitive at what you're good at. You're not yeah. competitive at the things you aren't good at. I'm not good at, which is shooting a basketball. I'm yes. not good at that. So not competitive at all. You're she's competitive. highly competitive. So she's probably you would not, not be a thinking. Success. You are a lawyer and a sports radio host, and you're out here trying to act like you're not competitive. Stop it. Physically. I, with physical <laughs> in, in, challenges. I was never particularly competitive, I guess. Uh, also, if you and I went out right them, now so. if you and I went right now to a bar and played darts you would want to beat me so badly I like would. you would be thank you so I don't would. try to tell me you're not competitive but I actually darts I'm decent at that's like one thing in life that I feel like maybe <laughs> I'd have a shot most other things I mean Matt I broke a finger playing air hockey once I'm pretty hopeless at some of these <laughs> well, is, at some of to these be things. fair that's pretty helpless that is pretty yeah, helpless I mean, I've got a little too into it, you know, so sometimes the competitiveness doesn't always work out. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, Big Perk was talking about another star joining the Los Angeles Lakers in the offseason. Who will it be? We'll get into that next on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you been watching 
the celebrity game on ESPN. Team Shannon versus Team Stephen A. Smith. No, I'm watching Canisius and Marist because I have some uh, I have some money on Marist. <laughs> you know, I'm doing what normal Naturally. people do on a Friday night, watching Buffalo versus Poughkeepsie, New York basketball. Wow, uh, that that takes it to another level. Matt Jones filling in tonight for Ian Fitzsimmons. Amber and Ian presented by Progressive Insurance. Well, if you were watching the celebrity game on ESPN for the NBA All-Stars weekend, kicking off the weekend on ESPN, it the court, Matt, is like constantly lit up with all sorts of stuff. There's fire like around the shooting lines and there's all sorts of insanity. Can the I don't know if the play is it just us that can see it on the TV broadcast? I know. It reminds me of that old uh, MTV Rock and Jock game. I'm expecting Dan Cortez to come down and shoot a 50 pointer from half court. So uh, that's a reference for all you millennials out there. The Rock and Jock with Bill well. Bellamy and Dan yep. Cortez. I guess this is the closest we have to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess they they are taking a page out of that book. It's kind of cool, but there's a lot going on on the court, and I'm guessing like. Quite a bit of it they can't see, only we can see on the broadcast. But I feel like some of it they can see, and I feel like it would be very hard to play basketball under those conditions. Tune I knew in. I was old, by the way, Amber, when I was watching the lineups come out, and I didn't know who almost anyone was. And some kid came out, and they were like, biggest star on on YouTube, which I don't I don't believe is true. And I'd never heard the person's name, and I thought, it's, this, this is not for you know me anymore. Do you know who it is? I don't know. It wasn't Mr. Beast. That's the only one okay, I Okay, so I'm so glad you just brought him up because I just saw a headline today that Mr. Beast makes $8 million a year. And no, no, he makes more than that. Okay, so you... No, he makes like he makes like an absurd amount of money. I thought it was $8 million. The Maybe All-Star guy million? you guys are talking about is T-Jazz for the All-Star game. Oh, T-Jazz, that's, that's a made-up person. That person <laughs> is not T-Jazz. T-Jazz. You, just made, you just made that up. You're talking about like Promise you guys, burgers? his name is T-Jazz. Look it up. <laughs> Cam, do you know who – did you know previously before this who One, I actually do. Um, my best friend does YouTube basketball. And what does that he, mean, YouTube basketball? YouTube, they, they travel across the country and play on courts, whether it's in New York, L.A. Is this There's like a thing one called mixed, YouTube like basketball? Very, guys, I was like and you, one mixtapes back in yes, our day. Yes, absolutely. That's, exactly That's like, It's the new is. version. Yeah, I will send you guys links. Wait a minute. Hang on. Guys I, I, need, I need to be caught up. Okay, I remember and one. There is something called YouTube basketball. Yep. And they go around, and who do they play? The they Washington just play Generals? random people at the parks. They, they just, just play, play random people at the park. Yeah. It, it's Matt, you would be shocked. You would YouTube be shocked. YouTube basketball. Look up the engagement. You could type. Mr. Beast, by the way, makes $82 million. I no, knew he made eight, it. No, $700 million. $700 Yeah, million so he does those burgers. Here's yes. what Mr. Beast does. It's a fast. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But Mr. Beast, if you go to like, have you? do you know like Frisch's Big Boy? You know like what I'm talking about with Frisch's Big Boy? No, I, I honestly, I don't. Hardly know who Mr. Beast no, is. No, Big Boy is not, not a he's not a YouTube star. He's not a YouTube star. It's a restaurant. No. It's called oh, Fritch's Big it. Boy Restaurant. <laughs> I mean, that could have been a YouTube star <laughs> in the world that we live. <laughs> that would have rated. Let's be real. <laughs> I'm like, do you know the Waffle House? Oh, is he on YouTube basketball? No, Fritch's Big Boy the restaurant. So you know what? I forgot what I was saying. Never mind. I'm going to go watch YouTube basketball with Frisch's Big Boy. All I know I'll see about you Mr. Beast is that I think he does pranks or something. And I, he does pranks on YouTube, and he makes seven or $800 million. Yeah. But he also does burgers. Older. That's what I was going to say about Frisch's Big Boy. So you, your kids, if you have kids, 
will want a Mr. Beast burger. And so if you go on like DoorDash or Uber Eats, you order a Mr. Beast burger, it is made at your local Frisch's Big Boy, and it doesn't, but it doesn't come in Frisch's Big Boy packaging, it comes in Mr. Beast packaging. So it's just a Frisch's Big Boy burger, but it says Mr. Beast on it, and it makes him $800 million. Because he's just a celebrity that is he's just a celebrity, the and, it's, and it's called Mr. Beast Burgers, and he does that That's with amazing. restaurants in every town around the country. I mean, back in my day, it was just the Kardashians on television making their own way. And now all these YouTube stars, I can't keep up, I, I swear. All, these, you did. I all these people controlling their own brands. Uh, all right. We are, we are way uh, outside of what we were supposed to turn, uh, talk about. Tune in Sunday night for the 2024 NBA All-Star Game live from Indianapolis. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. We're having fun. We're having fun. Can I go back fun. to... Just one question before we get to Clay. The YouTube guys, they just travel to parks. Do the people that they're going to play know they're going to play them? Yes, they actually they announce it via Twitter or Instagram or And anyone X, can show se. up and play. Anyone, If me and you want to show up right now, we're coming to Kentucky. They say yeah. we're coming to Kentucky. We'd be like, okay, cool. They drop and the I location of the park. And I just go and I'm like, here you go, Hugh East. Yes. Let's bring it on. <laughs> yes, 100%. You can. Wow. But Matt, you remember And World. One mixtapes, right? Yeah, but I feel like that was more organized than you just tweet you're at a park and anybody well, can come play. Social well, media. It, it, it was because we had to have it more organized because <laughs> we didn't have social media to organize it. So you're absolutely right. It was wow. more organized. There was no Twitter to go ahead and tweet it. And, and But I feel like it's the same sort of con, like that street ball kind of concept. That actually makes more sense to me than some dude on YouTube who does pranks who makes $800 million a year. <laughs> Like that's well, more confusing order a Mr. Beast burger. They're good. Then, you t- then apparently YouTube basketball, which must be like an entire network uh, that Cam just described that I didn't even know existed. Uh, so there you go. What I do know exists is the Los Angeles Lakers. And the other day on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, Kendrick Perkins, ESPN's NBA analyst, he was on and he said something cryptic about the Lakers getting a superstar this offseason, like as if he knows something. Take a listen. The Lakers need to stand pat, get through this season, have a run, because another superstar is on the way this summer. Now, I can't reveal who that superstar okay. is because I'm not Adam Scheffler or Adrian Wojn- <laughs> Wojnarowski. No. That's not my job. And they trust me not to add this you know, information out on who this player is going to be. But... If the Lakers just stand pat, they have another superstar on the way this offseason. Then we could revisit this conversation next year. So he said that in such a confident way, Matt, that it made it feel like it was somebody who definitely could come, which is confusing because free agency isn't much of a thing, particularly when it comes to superstars in the NBA. But we do know superstars control their own destiny in that sport, even if they're under contract and they can force trades. And so maybe that's why Perk sounded so confident that this is something that could actually come to fruition. Zazlo and I were trying to unpack who it could be yesterday when he was doing the show with me, and he thought that it was Kyrie. Irving and I thought well that kind of falls flat as salacious news because we've been hearing those rumors forever that Kyrie and LeBron would maybe link back up with each other and frankly I don't think that's winning anybody a title then Sham Sarania was on the McAfee show today and he said that maybe he said I don't know who Perkins is talking about but it might be the guys in Atlanta because Trey Young DeJounte Murray if things don't go well for the Hawks this season he could see a scenario where they end up getting moved. And I thought Trey Young 
with LeBron. Like that's like I don't know how that would work out from a locker room uh, perspective. Yeah, I don't think it would work great. I think they would kill each other. Um, <laughs> I will say Trey Young's a great passer when he wants to be, but he's going right. to take a lot of shots. Um, you know, I, I, I really like Kendrick Perkins announcing, but I love that he goes, he throws it out there and goes, now I can't say who it is. They wouldn't you. want me to. Well, they were okay with you saying that. I feel like everybody's going to end up guessing and it's going to come out. Um, they do need to split up Trey Young and Jonte Murray. They're not, they don't work well together. Right. I think they thought, I think they, Landon knew they needed another piece. I don't mind them trying that, but that doesn't work. So one of those guys has got to go. And one of them going the Lakers would make a lot of sense. I think you add Murray, especially on the Lakers, I think would be a really, really good fit. There are some rumors out there that the Lakers may have actually engaged in discussions about DeJounte Murray already. So I could also see him being the fit out there. I know I think that would be a good one. Actually, I think that would work well, that group. That's probably a good pairing. I don't know if – is that the type of thing, though, that perks like – this is happening. If they just sit tight, DeJounte Murray's on the way. Like, it, would he be yeah. – with with DeJounte Murray's situation, would he be so confident that if the Lakers just sit tight, they'll get Murray? I don't I don't know. It, it feels like there needs to be more chips to fall than just a desire for those guys to make it work. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I don't know if it, if it would work. Is Cam still there? Can I bring Cam back for a second? Is Do you Cam want to go still... back to YouTube basketball? Well, no, I want to read. I want, I'm looking at the rosters for the celebrity game that's going on right now on ESPN. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who these people are. Now, and Cam, I feel how old like are you? I, I, um, I'm 25. All right, I'm going to read you some of these people. Target Will you tell me right who here. they we are? Got it. Okay. We got the 25 year old. He's going to. All right, so I'll tell you the ones I know. I know Puka Nakua. I know Micah Parson. Who is Anwell AA? I do not know who that is. I don't know okay. as many people as who y'all is, think I do. Who is Kai Sanat? I don't. I do know who Kai Sanat is. He's who a is big uh, Twitch streamer. He's actually number one in the he's world a big right now. Twitch streamer. Yes, he's what number does he stream? one. So What's he, he games? gaming? Uh, games. Just comedy content as well. A lot okay. of comedy content. Who is Connor Daly? Does he host MTV? Uh, <laughs> the, the <video? laughs> no, no, that's Carson, Carson Daly. Yeah, that was okay. Carson Daly. Yeah, and that I know Carson. I don't know. What Connor. was what was the name of the show he hosted with the Backstreet Boys? TRL. Yeah, total, total Total Request, request Live. live. Yeah. Walker Hayes. I think he's the guy that does the Applebee's song. Cam, do you? you have any idea who Carson Daly is? No idea. That's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what who, TRL is? No who idea. Is sir. Who is Sir? S-I-R. Uh, that might be a rapper. I think that okay. might be a rapper. And now you said Tristan Jass yes. is what? T-Jass. That's his YouTube uh, they, That didn't help. That's the YouTube that's guy. That's the basketball okay. guy. Yes, that's the basketball, the basketball guy. AJ McClain. Now, Amber, you know who that is. Who's AJ McClain? Uh, Come on, you know this. This is our generation. Yeah, I know who that is. What? I don't. don't, uh, Backstreet's back. All right. Oh, that AJ. Gosh, I didn't know his last name, guys. But yes. Okay, yes. I do know AJ McLean. Who is Dylan Wang, Cam? No clue. Dylan Wang. No clue. Who is Gianmarco Tomberry? (laughs) No clue. (laughs) Now, that was a long name. Listen, I'm not trying to be mean to the celebrity game. But, like, you, you're stretching what celebrity is when the person that I know the best is a dude that was, like, the fourth biggest guy in the Backstreet Boys. He's an Olympian. I mean, Gene Marco Tamberi is an Olympian. What does he do? An Italian is an Olympian. Olympian. He's a what high he jumper. Do? Oh, he's a high jumper. And European outdoor champion and world outdoor champion. And then Metal World Peace is in this. I know him. Oh, that's a shocker. <laughs> Why is he with playing? His work. How does he get to be in it? Isn't he better than everybody else? Super Bowl champion, uh... Miko Hardman's in it. 
Three times. CJ Stroud is playing former dog. CJ Stroud and you said Micah's in there, right? Like those Micah Parsons are super. Micah Parsons and Puka Nakua Amber dunked during the game, like in the game. I wonder how the basket, the YouTube basketball player is going, is looking against actual. I'm going to tell you who I guarantee you stinks, and that's the guy that's on Twitch. Okay, if Kai, (laughs) yeah, he is bad. Actually, there's there's no no way. There's no way the Twitch dude is scored on Metal World Peace. I'm going to go ahead and say that. <laughs> Kai oh, Sinat. Well, you know, uh, gaming, uh, it, it's good for some things. Maybe maybe not for actually playing in games. Are you surprised uh, the NFL really. guys are allowed to play in this? I am. I can, can you like, remember when they made Houston a big Texans deal about fan. Mahomes playing like pickup games a few years? Yeah, ago? that's a good you point. You gotta be I, nervous. McCole Hardman's playing in it. Caught the Super Bowl touchdown, and now he's in this game. Yeah, the Chiefs still just find another guy. Sorry, the season on the Jets. I mean, come on, uh, they're fine. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, Matt Jones filling in for Ian tonight. There was a fight in an NBA hallway that led to an NBA player getting arrested. We will unpack that and the rest of All-Star Weekend coming up next year on ESPN Radio. Renee Smith out here arguing with the refs in the celebrity game. It's Team Stephen A versus Team Shannon Sharp. It's amusing watching this celebrity game kicking off the NBA All-Star Weekend on ESPN. We've also got college basketball headed your way. Tune into college basketball action tomorrow as Alabama hosts Texas A&M, presented by Robin Hood. Coverage begins at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are, off, we are hopping off air here a little bit early tonight. We're going to hop off air at 9 p.m. Eastern. The NBA Rising Stars will be right here on ESPN Radio. Matt Jones filling in tonight for... For Ian Fitzsimmons, I appreciate you hanging out. Have you heard about this fight with Isaiah Stort? It ends up leading to his arrest, the Detroit Piston, where he punches another player, Eubanks, through Eubanks, in the hallway of the arena, and he ends up getting arrested, and he's getting charged with crimes. Have you heard about this? It's from a couple of days uh, ago. I, I just heard – I just saw the headline. It says a lot about Detroit that, like, that happens, and – People barely hear it when one of your players actually, but gets uh, gets arrested. But that has to be quite a fight because I feel like people fight on the court and off the court. But to get arrested, uh, so, Isaiah Stewart's always in the middle of something, though. right? He's right and wanted to fight LeBron a couple years ago. I mean, this dude, I mean, it's not shocking if you know who Isaiah Stewart is. But the reason I wanted to bring it up to you, and by the way, this happened in. Phoenix, a footprint center in Phoenix. And you're absolutely right. It's so rare that we hear about an altercation between opposing basketball players that ends up in one of them getting arrested. But what I thought was interesting about this, and I haven't even gotten to talk about this yet, and the reason I wanted to mention it while you were on the show is because it reminded me of law school. And I would imagine you might have had the same experience because <laughs> you and I both went to law school. We did Where in law school, school yes. we had to read all these damn torts cases. I don't know if you remember that... Oh, yeah. There was all these torts cases with sports that were I like... I teach a class on sports law at a local college. Well, there you go. Look at that. So it was like, did, you know, did this happen in the course of play? Is this yes. assumption of the risk? Or is this outside yep. of the... And it has to rise to such a level for you yep. to be 
liable, whether it's civilly for torts or whether it's here criminally, that we're seeing actual charges being filed. And it must be because it was so unexpected. It wasn't in the course of play and it was in a hallway. And the lawyer in me just like got all tingly when yes. I when I heard no. this story. I mean, I'm not glad anybody got punched. Let me just say that <laughs> from Look a legal perspective. on violence and our... So when I, when I teach my sports law class at Georgetown College in Georgetown, Kentucky, I always tell them about torts. There are two rules to remember. Number one, and this is for all of you driving around. This is all you need to know about People are like, what torts the heck is in torts sports. Torts around. is like when you punch each other, right? Yeah. Number one, if you get hit by a foul ball at a baseball game, you cannot sue. That's Correct. number one. There is no law more concrete in the law than you can't sue if you get hit by a foul ball. Because people have but tried sec- so many times. They've tried you, like you a million assumed times. the risk by being there. You know it's a possibility. There's no certainty in law except you can't sue if you get hit by a foul ball. And then the second thing is you can punch somebody during a game, but you can't punch somebody after the game. And right. I always use the example of the fight in Detroit, the, the, you know, the, ma- the palace, the malice right. in the palace, because what happened on the court between Ben Wallace and Ron Artest was okay. But then going in the stands and right. punching the guy can become Too criminal far. or civil liability. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting about this is he doesn't punch him during the course of play, which oddly probably would not involve criminal law. But because he's off the court of play, he can be arrested, and he was—he ended up being arrested in that. That's why I—that's why I was so interested by this story. Exactly what you just described. Because yes, if this altercation had actually happened on the court, apparently they start fighting, they have a verbal altercation, and then there is a punch that that gets thrown from allegedly from Isaiah Stewart to Drew Eubanks. He allegedly punches him, I believe, in the face, and I think Eubanks just takes it and, and ends up walking off. If that had happened on the court, I mean, Isaiah Store obviously would have gotten trouble with the NBA, but he wouldn't Which have gotten trouble gone to jail. with the law. Yeah, yeah he wouldn't, he wouldn't have, have gone to jail. That's right. Right. I mean, Eubanks wouldn't have been suing him civilly, and also he wouldn't have gone to jail. And, but it's because it happened in the hallway instead of on the actual court. Uh, the nerdy lawyer in me loves that kind Let of thing. Let me ask you, you so. and I, how many people at ESPN are former lawyers? There's too many of us. There's me. There's you. Joe Fortenbaugh, wasn't he a lawyer? Yeah, uh, well, he never passed the bar, but he went to law school. Oh, well, then, <laughs> well, what a failure he is, never passing the bar. Jay Billis, it yes. was a, Jay Billis was a still, practicing still lawyer, lawyer for still, a long yeah. time. I don't know if he does it anymore, he's still but a partner, he did for I think, a long at a firm. Time. I don't know if he still, like, actually does it, yeah. but I think he's he, a name. They partner. put him on the website so they're yes. able to drub up uh, business. And right. then... Uh, I went to Duke Law School. So did Jay. I'll tell you somebody else in the in, that is in in sports. You probably you you may know, but a lot of people wouldn't know as a lawyer. Uh, Atlanta Hawks coach Quinn Snyder is a lawyer. He went to law school at Duke as well. So there's too many. Uh, there's a lot of people whose dream, like me and you, Amber, go to law school, then quit and do something else and talk <laughs> about sports. You and I live that dream, and I hope other people we, get to do it as yeah, well. Yeah, we Being do a live that dream. Terrible. Well, across sports, there are a bunch of people that are lawyers. I mean, a bunch of general managers. It's a good way oh, to yeah, end yeah. up becoming a GM of a team, obviously, is to end up going the legal route. But you're absolutely right, even here in broadcasting. And it's helped me. I mean, I did not go to law school to be a sports broadcaster. Clearly, that wasn't the plan. But it's ended up helping me so much in this career. I was a sports broadcaster before I went to law school. My plan was to get out of this business. But here I am. 
And it's helped me because of things like this story where today yes. I'm listening to them talk about this story. I think it might have been on McAfee. And they're all like, I'm sure they gave happen? us some good legal analysis on that. Well, they're show. so confused. They're like, why are there cops? And like, how is he getting charged? <laughs> was, was, and, was and Boston just, Connor able to break down the legal implications there on the show? I mean, I love I'm just McAfee kidding. I, li- I like those guys. I just those thought that was funny. You fun. were like. I was listening to the legal analysis on the right. Pat McAfee that's, show. <laughs> that's what I found most so amusing about it. And that I happen to that. I run into that all the time in sports radio where I am listening to shows or on ESPN and television where I'm listening to these shows and they are trying to discuss some matter that crosses over to the yeah. legal realm. And they just have no idea what the hell they're talking about. I was about. on Club Shay Shay and they were breaking down this latest Supreme Court opinion. Uh, 